0: On this episode of Resi Week, Samsung goes all in enterprise grade network gear, technology in a storm, and Apple's new keynote. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week.
1: The network for the AV
2: industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. 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 This is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is Resi Week, episode 137 Technology in a Storm. Support for AV Nation
1: is brought to you by Middle Atlantic What Great
0: Systems Are Built On,
1: and by HD Base T.
0: Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott, for AVNation.tv. And today I'm pleased to be joined by one of my partners in crime. Joe Whitaker, he is the president owner of The Thoughtful Home, coming to us from a basement. How you doing, Joe?
2: Doing well, coming live from the AV Batcave.
0: (laughs) With our little bit of natural reverb, just for fun. And we're also joined by uh, my good friend, Dennis Holzer, from the executive director of Power Alliance. How are you, sir? I am doing terrific. Thanks for having me back. How bad did I butcher your last name? No, you're, you're fine. Always that last minute. Oh, no, am I going to say that wrong? (laughs) Uh, Gentlemen, we were obviously just at Cedia. Uh, I I saw both of you quite a lot, which was fantastic. So I want to kick this off with a story that comes to us from CE Pro. uh, Regarding Samsung, this is written by the one and only Jason Knott. If you were at the show and you walked around a little bit, Samsung obviously had their monster booth that they are accustomed to having. Uh, But one of the biggest things was they were... Really talking about how they were going all in on the CI channel. They've introduced a bunch of new products, specifically the 8K uh, displays their new frame. They had the wall there, uh, I think for the first time at Cedia, although um, we've seen it a couple of times. But I believe it was the first time it was at Cedia, and that's their micro LED video wall. Uh, they also talked a lot about their Five Star Solutions program and how that's uh, essentially a dealer portal for CI integrators uh, that allows them, you know, some some information white papers, all the all the fun stuff, including dedicated customer support channels. Dennis, I want to start with you on this one. When we look at uh, you know someone like Samsung, um, they've had. Like, like most of the manu- major manufacturers, they've had their ups and downs with our channel, uh, sometimes where they, they, A, don't show up to Expo, uh, but B, where they're just a handle to, uh, to deal with. <laughs> it, is this commitment that they've stated and what they've done uh, or stated they're going to do through this you know, renewed commitment to the channel, is this enough or is this just a, a peace offering uh, to, to the channel?
1: Um, not at all I, I we are my group our um, national distributors for Samsung um, I think if you go back you're right they pulled out of CDN. I think they were number they've been number one in TV for a long period of time mm-hmm. and I think they truthfully felt they were getting to those customers by whatever means they were getting to those customers and I, I I'm not privy to what the wake-up call was But two years ago, they decided that they wanted to aggressively go after this channel in the correct way. And I can tell you that in the two years since they've done this Five Circle program, I've been to two of their national sales meetings where this has been involved, they have really, really not only made a concerted effort, and I think it will continue, but they have really put in now a lot of people into this channel to make sure that they are accepted and they are aggressively going after it. I don't think it's a smokescreen at all or a peace offering. I think that uh, they truly now understand. And and I think part of it too, that just doesn't help. I think they now understand how big of a market this can be for them that they weren't getting.
0: Very good. Joe, you know, you're obviously coming at this from the uh, integrator side opposed to the distributor side. Um, But this is a trend that we're seeing from a lot of manufacturers right now. What is, What is driving this trend of people, companies as large as Samsung, Sony, uh, Sonos, and and other companies that don't just start with S. Um, But what what is driving this renewed commitment? Because for a while, as Dennis alluded to, a lot of these major manufacturers, they were shunning the channel a little bit. It, It was not something that they put a lot of time or effort into. What has changed in that direction?
2: Well, it's funny you said that, because that's what I was already going to say, was, you know, Samsung was a big part of our industry, then kind of ditched out. Um, Sonos was, Sony was, and as they start producing higher-end technologies, whether they're video, 8K, which, you know, was shown, um, the wall, tiling, advanced network options, it's obvious those are things that cannot just go to the consumer or to the prosumer. Now they're in a state where they know they need us. We, we are now a necessity again. So what do they do? They turn around, they come back to us, arms wide open, great offers abound, we're back on the trade show floor um, because they are now in that position where they really do have a compelling product and some really nice gear that the average consumer or prosumer cannot install, cannot configure, not set up for the best usage so they're back just like Sonos just like Sony was two years ago or three when they brought back when they brought Frank on they are now in that position where they cannot move this market without us so
0: I welcome it I I hope more uh, uh, take this stance so essentially you're you're saying that because of the technology becoming more advanced more technical that they, they, they need us they can't just Zelda. Absolutely. Fantastic. Speaking of advanced uh, network conversations, uh, let's jump into our next story. This comes to us from a residential tech today, why enterprise grade networks matter. Uh, if you read through the, the article here, they go over uh, essentially the increased need for uh, robust and reliable networks in the home, uh, specifically in the larger home. Joe, I want to start with you on this one. Um, We've seen enterprise grade, commercial grade networks as a very popular option for a long time. It's something that anyone who knows networking as a rule will specify this. They're not putting in consumer grade or generic grade grade networking products into large homes. We're starting to see this trickle down into your average homes, your, your regular homes what is the what is the main reasoning behind why we're seeing that? Two,
2: uh, security would be one. Um, the other is amount of devices on the network. You know, when you put a ton of devices on the network, it obviously strains it. And now we're starting to get into the point where, you know, IoT devices, devices that talk to a cloud, need to kind of sit on its own segmented area away from all your local devices. So now we're we're coming into a point where these networks and the funny thing is we've been saying it for a decade within our community within the senior community mm-hmm. it is we're coming into that part where these networks do have to be segregated, they do have to be secure, um, they pretty much are operating as small businesses now.
0: Dennis, when we look at when we look at this, the big thing that always comes back to me, and you know I'm I own an integration firm. This is something that we do on the regular. We, we don't carry consumer-grade networking products at all. Everything we offer is at a minimum small business. My approach has always been that by offering something that is designed for an enterprise environment, whether it's actually a necessity from the technology standpoint, it provides a reliability factor and a security factor that means we don't roll trucks. Is that Am I the only one that's that's thinking that way? Or is that a a generally accepted route that integrators are going?
1: I think integrators have forced that issue um, that, you know, for the longest time, people were just putting in systems in their homes. Um, again I I speak from our perspective we we deal with a lot of integrators and when we really started rolling with all this product every integrator that walked through our door said I know how to install a network and when we would put them through training um, it was in some cases embarrassing that you know they didn't understand why you were in the basement and they didn't have a signal or you went to the other corner of the house, didn't have a signal and you, you tried to introduce some products that were, you need to put an access point, you know, 35 feet, every 35 feet, they looked at you and said, no way, we, we could do it without doing that. So I, I think that now the what's happened is everybody's starting to understand the market. And the other part of it is, I, I just use myself always as the prime example. I have two daughters, a wife, so you have four cell phones in the house, you have four computers in the house, you have three um, surface mounts in the house, and, you know, all of a sudden, you have everybody screaming at each other, turn off because you're too slow. Well, you, you get a little bit of that and people start to understand, you know, what they need and what they have to do. And I think it's become now people understand that, hey, they gotta they got to do this a little bit better than what they've been doing.
2: Well, there is one thing I'll add to it, and uh, yes, Matt, that is why I repositioned my camera. So you start talking about future technologies that are out there and ones that are current now, and are starting in the high end and becoming more mainstream. Kind of behind me, over in my in my over there in the corner is the management system for the solar panels, for the battery, how it reports back to a cloud service. Because if that doesn't have constant twenty-four hour internet connection to the cloud. The customer doesn't get paid back for the overages that are fed back out into the grid and these things are constantly monitoring and you have an outage and you have downtime. It's not just a kid not being able to play a video game anymore. This is loss of internal revenue inside a home. This is where they're getting ROI on their solar panels on their geothermal on all these other things that As we see Elon Musk start pushing, um, you know, uh, shingles to us, they're going to become more commonplace. So this is kind of, I liked the article. It was interesting and I'm glad somebody's prefacing it a little different than we've been told for the last 10 years because a lot of us knew this, but this is a much better way, you know, to get it out there to the public.
0: Well, let me ask you guys this because we, we hear this a lot from the security conversation. Um, where we, we continually talk about the same thing, and we still have to, for whatever reason, tell a lot of integrators that you have to change the default settings. you know, ba- basic basic things. Are there people that within the within the channel that don't understand this yet?
1: I, I can answer that from, as I said,' we're, we're trying as Joe cringes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we try to have one training per month per location and we keep repeating our trainings on the whole networking area and i keep saying that everybody comes in and they're saying why you're repeating it we know what we're doing and they don't know and they don't want to admit um the other thing that joe said that i want to add to is we've heard that word that crazy word convergence for a long time now but now we're truly in that area where your home system, your security system, and all the other systems in your house—be it whether it's commercial or regular—where you're putting solar panels on your house—we're um, now really, really seeing the convergence. And and someone asked me at CEDIA, you know, we do a lot of our own manufacturing for products that we sell. And and one of the manufacturers said to me, "If we could build you something right now, what would we build you?" and I said no doubt you'd build me a recliner with a motor and a steering wheel and he looked at me like what are you talking about I said well the way we're going you don't have to leave your seat anymore in your house other than to drive to the bathroom or drive to the kitchen to get your your meals you can do everything online and whether it is control your system um, your security system whether it is control your home theater what or purchasing your banking whatever you want to do online it's becoming complicated. And we, at least again at Powerhouse, we're trying to train the installers. Many of them are good, but many of them think they're better than they are.
0: Yeah, very good point. All right, gentlemen, uh, let's move on to our next story. This comes for uh, to us from the New York Times, making the most of your technology during Hurricane Florence. Um, I don't want to dig too much into this. Uh, Dennis, you told us kind of pre-show that you're starting to see some of that weather Uh, residual weather that's coming up the coast what I wanted to dig into this um, and they do make some really good points if you live in any area where you deal with weather issues this is a good thing to check Uh, we don't get hurricanes in Ontario as a rule Uh, we do get massive snowstorms though Um, the big thing I wanted to get into with this was as you read through the article they're talking about important things like you know putting your electronics in something waterproof uh, and, and putting them somewhere high up as, as so that they won't deal with water damage and, and things such as that. Joe, when we look at this, um, what are the good ideas or, or, or what can integrators do in the event of some sort of natural event coming? Um, I know you guys are kind of in, a, a little bit in tornado alley-ish, sort of, kind of a little bit. Um we get, as I said, we get a lot of massive snowstorms as I'm sure Pittsburgh does as well. Is there anything that we as integrators should be or can be doing when these types of events are are, are coming to help our clients in any way?
2: Well, you know, it's one of those things that uh, it's like electricity and heat. You know, if the power is gone, the internet is gone, there's not a lot you can do. Um, you know, helping them be prepared is obviously an option. Um, but when stuff goes south, stuff goes south, it is the one time where you're allowed to not have your system work. Um, because, you know, active gods are what they are. Um, we have, like in here in St. Louis, we do have some emergency alerts that are piped in ahead of time over speakers that kind of override everything. They kind of follow our tornado sirens. Um, We have things like that. But the biggest thing is education. Um, I did some work a couple of years with uh, a not-for-profit that provides technology assistance to those areas that suffer from disasters. And there was a study done, and the top five things people ask for when a disaster hits is number one, food, number two, water. Number three is data and communications before shelter and clothing. But the thing is, is after the fact, you know, you you have to prepare them with batteries, um, you know, ways that they can alternatively charge their phones, things like this, because in a disaster, tornado, hurricane, things of that nature, forget it, it's game over. Um, Because you're talking about cell phones being taken down, fiber being torn out of the streets. At that point, there's not a lot you can do. I found this article a little interesting, but if you look at some of the biggest, um, Impacts that we've had from natural disasters in the last 10 years, there's nothing that any of us could have done to to help. I mean, I was in Houston when the big hurricane came through and sank everything, Galveston Island down to one building in the center. And we were doing everything we could just to help people get landlines back up. Yep. And then when it goes south, it goes south. So the best thing to do is promote early preparation. You know, be able to deploy early warning systems in the houses we support. Be able to let them know if internet goes down or network goes down, you're going to be out for two to three weeks. If power goes down, you're at one to three weeks. Be able to let them know that when these things happen, you know, your best bet is to bail because you're not going to be able to do anything. Get out while you can.
0: Very good. Dennis, when you look at this, um, you know, obviously, I, I don't want to get into trying to design rack rooms that are waterproof for, you know, things like concrete
1: sort of, rooms with that, that water will never get into. Like, just yeah, exactly. That,
2: that.
0: Like, it just, I, I get that side of it, but that's not really the priority, right? Is there is there added benefit to dealers or, or integrators sending out you know emails about things like, you know, hey, back up your computers to the cloud make sure you have batteries, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. Because as Joe mentioned, a lot of these, and I'm sure the last person that most people want to hear from is their AV integrator when there's a hurricane coming. Um, but is there any value in that?
1: I think there is, there's a, a word I like to use called common sense and (laughs) it's a little scary. Um, But the fact of the matter is that when the installers are out there, whether putting in the job or finishing the job, I've always said, I think what an installer should do, especially for the work obviously that he's associated with, leave a sheet behind that just reminds them. And that's not to say they won't lose it right away, but leave them something that just give them some of the common sense points. Obviously, if there's no power, you're right, it's done. So um, there's not a hell of a lot you can do. You can you can put your router so it'll never get wet. But again, if there is no power, you know, it doesn't matter. So, um, you know, my advice is just use common sense. And, and I think the better integrators, I think they do a great job of preparing their, their customers with continued correspondence and different things. And I think that's about all you can do.
2: Well, I, I will add that that's today, though. Tomorrow, you know, a year, two years down the road, that could drastically change with storing energy on site, five G, where you're going to have a lot, of, you know, some constant data with uh, better um, antenna arrays and deployment by cellular companies. But right now, we we can't do much, unfortunately.
0: I, I will say that we, you know, my, my company has been in some initial talks with battery storage companies uh, that that integrate with solar, so that in the event of a national or a and natural disaster, you can recharge that battery and run certain things within your home and tie those into satellite uplinks to give you communication. Uh, it's something that I think we're going to continue to see as technology advances and obviously weather occasionally degrades. Uh, but up here, when it's snowing, sun is not always defined. Uh, let's get our last thing of the day. This comes to us from Twice Magazine. Uh, and covers the Apple event of last Tuesday or Wednesday, I should say, which I watched with bated breath. Um, if you missed it, Apple announced three new iPhones, a new iWatch, uh, and a couple other little little things. Uh, specifically, Dolby Atmos for Apple TV. Uh, Dennis, I want to start with you on this. Um, I- I'm an Apple guy, so I always follow the Apple announcements because I'm an Apple guy. Um, they obviously release some some pretty cool things uh, depending on where you fit on that spectrum, but the one that should excite our audience the most is the, the combination of the Apple Watch with the FDA-approved uh, ECG and obviously Dolby Atmos on Apple TV. Was there anything else in this, Dennis, that you saw that excited you, that you care about, uh, or is it just those two things? no i we
1: do distribute apple products and you know the the watches continue to amaze me in their sales um so you know that part didn't surprise me um i i think apple's at an interesting crossroads too um when you look at high technology i think They're obviously trying to get really into that security field, home automation field. I think they're behind the eight ball there compared to other companies. Um, The iPhones, uh, I I just bought a 10, and it's probably the worst purchase I ever made. Um, It's been defective three times in the first two weeks. Um, And all products that if you go online, I mean, information if you go online, these are true. Like the screen just had a green line going through it. Uh, it's a firmware issue that they got to replace the screen. Um, now it's just shorting out on its own uh, at the least opportune time. And it's not because of floods or anything like that. Or So um, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Uh, I'll tell you, it's amazing how many Apple TVs we sell. And I think Atmos will really help that. Uh, even better than it is already doing but I, I think they have a long way to go as technical as they are and as advanced they are in different areas I think this is one of the areas um, that they're, they're pushing a the ball uphill
0: Very good Joe, uh, you and I have talked to Apple multiple times when you, if you watch this um, was there anything that excited you uh, or is it just another shall I say subpar Apple event?
2: um stop making stuff um seriously <laughs> i just bought this phone and now i have to throw it away no i mean it's like well, okay why don't you send it to dennis because i don't think no, no, phone it, mine, mine, mine works though mine actually does work that's what i'm saying but, uh, Send it to dennis it's like it's like you know um it's like going to a trade show and all you see is more speakers you know thank you for giving me three new phones with a couple more i feel like we're like back in the beginnings of Computers, where you know I had a four eighty six, and now you got this ten twenty four, and we're going to make a new one here in two months. But, but,
0: but hold on, That's isn't how I feel right now. Isn't this though the smartphone race? Isn't this the arms race of you know the sixties? Because <laughs> Apple's not going to stop if Samsung doesn't stop. And Samsung True, doesn't
2: and they're just going to keep Apple doing and doing stop. and doing and doing. Now the Dolby Atmos thing was kind of exciting. As long as they don't make mistakes they made before, um, like when they did the uh, automatic firmware to support HDR, Mm -hmm. well, you know, they said, oh, well, Sony got all the HDR updates. We'll just make Netflix, HDR, and all of them. So you had thousands upon thousands of users of Sony projectors that no longer could use uh, uh, HDR or couldn't use Netflix at all because it identified as a Sony product. Oh, it's got HDR. So as long as they don't, you know, mess up those network calls where all of a sudden you're equipment is trying to pull stuff that doesn't work great announcement because uh, if you look at the catalog there's a lot of stuff that actually has Atmos in Apple's catalog I mean a lot and it's some of the good stuff too Um, so the addition of that being able to give that to our clients is big Uh, so I'm hoping the next Apple TV that comes out kind of adds to that but that was about it I mean the watch thing was kind of cool, but we all knew that was coming if you paid attention to the media six months ago. You know, they announced the first one that was approved. So the watch is a big deal, Atmos is a big deal, but everything else is just more products. That's it. Just more of the same thing, and that's it.
0: Very good. I, I will say that the the watch excited me, Atmos excited me. What highly did not excite me was the fact that here their fully loaded large iPhone before we have tax and Apple care is going to be $2,000. That did not excite me. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. That's all the time we have for this episode. Uh, I had a great time. I hope you did as well. Dennis, if people want to connect with you, uh, learn more about powerhouse Alliance, where can they do that?
1: The Alliance. the Alliance, www.powerhousealliance.com. If you want to reach out to me, D Holzer at powerhousealliance.com. As always, I've really appreciated being on and uh, talking about where we're going.
0: Thanks so much for being here. Joe, since you've now moved into your fifth shot of the day, uh, if people want to connect with you, learn a little bit about The Thoughtful Home and The Thoughtful Restaurant and The Thoughtful Pet Store, Candy Shop, uh, whatever else you've got in the place. And
2: we could keep coming up with more.
0: Uh, you can find
2: me at The Thoughtful Home on Twitter, uh, at The Thoughtful Home on Facebook,
0: and anywhere that uh, you find Cedia. Very good. Thanks again for joining us. For myself, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and every other social platform. But more importantly, please stop by Aviation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the site, please take a moment to check out our underwriters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.